One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Behind Massive Screens, game development podcast here from Massive Entertainment. And today, I'm actually super excited about this. I always say I'm super excited about the guest uh, today. I'm super excited for many reasons, but welcome to Kang, anim- cinematic animator. Cinematic animator. <laughs> I always get that wrong. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me here. Of course, yeah. I actually, that's one of the reasons why I'm excited. One, I'm excited about the subject, yeah. which is going to be great. Yeah. But also, I looked back into our emails yeah. earlier today. And oh, yeah. we might be dating the the episode here. But thanks to the global thing that happened, yeah. the first email we have about asking you to be on what was then the FICA sessions mm-hmm. was in September 2020. No way. Yeah. No way. This episode that has been, much has passed. Yeah. yeah. One and a half years really? since the making. It's, oh. And it feels like it was like six months ago we had the first meeting. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I we kept delaying it, delaying it. Yep. <laughs> Things kept happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. <laughs> I'm glad we're here. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. No, I'm, yeah. super, I'm super, super happy. Uh, so let's start out with the big question we always ask. Yes. In short... You can take as much time as you mm-hmm. want. But what does a cinematic animator do? Yeah. Uh, in short, <laughs> we cinematic animators, we are responsible for making the visual storytelling of the game um, exciting, uh, inspirational, you know, fun, engaging, uh, making sure that what you're seeing on screen, the storytelling helps you progress with your gameplay as well right yeah but just in general just fun to watch while you're sitting and you're taking a little break from gameplay yeah yeah so we want you to have fun and be really involved in what's going on story-wise of of the game that you're playing yeah so that's the general idea of a a cinematic animator yeah there's uh there's a lot going into this. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> a lot already. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but first of all, b- b- before we start, again, a classic question, uh, usually super interesting, is how did you end up at Massive and in the games industry in general? Yeah, in general. So I come from um, cinematic film animation background. Right. I studied that in an art school. Uh, but I know in my heart that I've always been into games. I come from a family of gamers. Yep. <laughs> I remember my dad told me um, when they were young, like young newlyweds, right. um, he would wake up at 3 a.m. because he couldn't find my mom next to him on bed. So, you know, he will come out and there will be like, it will be in a dark room just with the screen, like blue screen. And my mom's still playing that Nintendo uh, NES game yeah. at 3 a.m. <laughs> like trying to... <laughs> You know, beat the, <laughs> the level, yeah. Right. So that's, um, and I know growing up, we just grew up playing games. Yeah. Me, my siblings, 
my mom still plays plays games <laughs> at age fifty five. <laughs> so I I have a big passion passion for games. Right. Yeah. So I graduated college and I said I'm just, I'm just gonna go for games. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I landed my first gig as a contract cinematic animator because I think back then cinematic animation was still more efficient to have as a contract job for like six to eight months and i had uh i've been very lucky but i had really good projects to work on um which is uncharted 4 and horizon zero dawn two games you might have heard about (laughs) and i had so much fun but as i mentioned as a contract job for six to eight months i felt like i wanted to know more beyond just animating like what what it take? What does it take to make a really nice AAA game like these? Yep. So I was looking for more um, full time, and then I found Massive, right. and I found out that they were working on a really cool project. So I was like, I think I need to work for this. I applied, and luckily I'm here. Yes, working here on. Are. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. So <laughs> cinema, uh, how was how was school? You you said you work. Uh, it was you studied film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Primarily. Yeah. What was it like going from? Or first of all, what was school like? Yeah, uh, we in that in school for film animation. I actually learned everything of the pipeline. Like I learned to storyboard, to the concept art, um, and then from there all the way to three D, like modeling, right? Animation, lighting, compositing, all that, all the way to rendering. So I got to learn everything about a little bit of every pipeline and then we ended up with like uh for graduating you need you need to make a short film and i made a in a team uh four minutes short film where we did everything from scratch ourselves right yeah so that was i mean it was fun but also rough i sometimes i wanted to just focus on one thing but juggling all that meant like i couldn't do detailed polished version of any of that right so yeah so studying it was nice yeah that's why i know a little bit of everything but after i graduated i was like i really and i wanted to do animation since the beginning like since i was little so i'm just gonna focus on animation and like if i felt like after graduating i could go really in detail learning of the animation by being in the industry as well yeah yeah but did you like straight away know that you were going to take this to a gaming mm-hmm. uh, context, or you were like, "Okay, I'm going to work in film"? Did you have a plan from the beginning, or it just kind of went that way? I it, I think it happened happened half. It just happened that I got my job in gaming in, industry first, but it wasn't too far off from what I learned about film animation right. because it was cinematic animation, not. Um, as opposed to gameplay animation, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was, they were not too far off from what right. I learned at school and what I did in the game company. Right. So, yeah, yeah cause that's kind of the next question is yeah. how the difference was between mm-hmm. studying or working uh, on film animation to gaming animation. But it wasn't that big of a leap or? Not too big. Not too big. Yeah. Not too big because in the end, I'm applying the same learnings. Yeah of the cinematic scene in a film right in in just like in a game yeah, maybe the makes... transition might be different maybe you can uh cheat more in the film yeah 
<laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but it, like it wasn't. It didn't feel like I was starting from or like reset from zero. Right. It didn't feel that okay. way. Yeah. 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 I'm just thinking about like all the game animation um, uh, schools out there now. Mm -hmm. But if you want to go the cinematic animation route, then this is also an option, or maybe yes. even better because you get the the whole storytelling like cinematic. Yeah, uh, it also depends what your preference is. I like. The film animation is a bit more cartoony, yeah. exaggerated movements, you know, it's funky. But if you're not too much into that and you feel like, oh, my style is more, a bit slightly more towards realistic, then I would say game cinematic, game, game cinematic animation will be more, will be closer to what you want. Okay, that's, yeah. inter that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I also just as a, a side note, uh, mm -hmm. this is not really related, but but I love the the, the story of having a family that were <laughs> all gamers. Yes. I, I think we see kind of two different now. Having done so many interviews, it, it, you usually tend to see two big ones. Is that's the one? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, my parents were gamers, and, yeah. and my whole family is gaming. Yeah. And then two. I didn't know that gaming was a was an option. Right, I've seen that a couple of times. I didn't even know it was a career, and then yeah. I ended up here. But I, I'm I'm just wondering what it's going to be like, like in the future, future generations. Everybody's going to say, "Well, yeah. my, my parents were gamers. Like yeah. everybody's uh, gaming now." Just a side note. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. no, completely agree with that. Yeah, but uh, moving over, kind of more towards uh, your the actual job. Now mm -hmm. we have kind of the high theory of what it is you do let's actually dig into how this works mm -hmm. so we have uh there's so much i don't know where to start <laughs> let's just start with an ordinary cutscene in yes. game yeah uh so the player's walking somewhere uh something is triggered and then something happens mm -hmm. like how do you start building what's the let's go from a to z <laughs> how to create a cutscene. Yeah. Uh, yeah where do you start the way we start i guess first of all the story must be ready Yep. Like, what's the event that's happening if, if you're getting to the place that you just said? Uh, so we reviewed the script. And does it make sense? Can we execute this in in this level? Can we execute this as an animation? Does it make sense? Right. And when that is done, like, okay, yeah, you know what? We can shoot this. This is good. Then we prepare for motion shooting. Right. Yeah. So Let's just jump back real quick. Like, yeah, the yeah, script yeah. comes from... From narrative designers, right. writers, okay. yeah, yeah, they have made beautiful script, and yep. we read through that. You know, they also um, they also write the whole quest design as well. So you might want to be familiar with what the whole mission, right? Yeah, is about, so that you have a better idea of how, like, from gameplay to cutscene, how it transitions. Right. So it's it's a good idea to be familiar with the whole quest right. writing yeah and then if there's dialogue then you read the dialogue you know like what kind of emotion is in this scene yeah yeah be just be familiar with all that so that's what the revision is and then yeah we essentially from there we take it to motion capture preparation right. yeah yeah <laughs> and what is motion capture preparation in this yeah. uh, <laughs> now we're really getting into the technical yeah. kind of sides of uh, yeah. things as well so because certain events happen in certain environments, yep. landmarks or levels, we, for the actors to accurately move in relation to the environment that we're shooting this event or cutscene, we, um, we find the level in the engine 
and we export that as a 3D mesh that right. we can import into Motion Builder because our motion capture is usually being handled in Motion Builder. That's the software that we're using. Yeah. So we go into the environment like, hey, this roughly is most of the area that we're covering for this cutscene. And the actors will be moving from here to there. You know, we define the range within the level. So we export that into 3D mesh, which is pretty easy. It's just two clicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then and then we take it to Motion Builder, prepare the scene. And whoever is in charge of the motion capture uh, gets to see the whole environment in 3D while the actors are moving live. This is real time. Real time. See. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes uh, with the with the character mesh already as well. Oh, that's yes. cool. Yeah, so that we have a good idea of the proportion, uh, proportion of the character in the environment. Right. Yeah, how much you can jump, how much you can walk, and you end up into the spot that you're supposed to be stopping. Right. Yeah, it's very, it's fun to look at, and it's very helpful for us as animators later on. Yeah. So we, we spend more time on polishing rather than motion editing Right. So, because that is all sorted out. <laughs> yeah, because you see a lot of, of like motion capture things. You yeah. see how they interact with like prepared. Do you have like prepared objects? Like, like yes, yeah. Okay, so this yeah. is actually a yeah thing. <laughs> I, I just think that you see people fall on things. Right. You see people pick things up. Mm -hmm. um, all of that. Yeah, um, we need to have a very. Is it, it might not be one hundred percent accurate. But closer, um, I guess, relationship with, with, in between the things in the environment, you know, yep. rocks, like some hints of, you know, if there's a cliff, that's a good hint of where the character should stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's very important to have that level, like that 3D mesh in life motion capture. Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds like a lot of preparation is just being it able to go in, in, a, in an effective way. Yeah. Go in and say, okay. Yeah. Here's the uh, the cliff you're supposed to stop at. Here's uh, how we can yeah, move. Yeah, yeah. It sounds take, like a lot of yeah, preparation. Yeah, take four steps only because that's where like you're supposed to stop. <laughs> yeah, right. but then it's hard to make it into four steps, maybe. Yeah. So lo lots of takes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can imagine. While shooting mocap, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how, because that, you talked about motion builder and that's mm -hmm. actually the the next step. How do you go from mm -hmm. from there? You have the mocap, you have it in... in yeah. Uh, what what's next? Yeah, so we gave them the environment 3D mesh in Motion Builder, right. and they shoot the motion capture in Motion Builder. So naturally, we give we get the file yeah. of the motion capture in Motion Builder as well. Yeah. So pretty easy. We we get the data and then we bring it into Motion Builder, and from there we do the motion editing, which is if like. I, I just mentioned maybe the character moved too far yep. or didn't move enough. Then we are in charge of editing that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, time editing as well. Like maybe um, we're supposed to make the scene shorter or move, make the character move faster. Or make the character, for example, in the motion capture, the character is moving or walking straight line. But maybe the direction changed so that the character is moving <laughs> like around. Right. Yeah. So we are in. We can do that through motion editing in Motion Builder. Yeah. Yeah. So because it, it, it could have been that between motion capture and the time we get the file, things have changed a little bit. Yeah. The environment might have changed a bit. So 
uh, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> we can't edit that in Muslim Builder later on. Yeah, because that's one thing you notice that about video games in general, and and I guess most kind of creative um, outputs is the iterative process. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, the scene has completely changed, or mm -hmm. or stuff like that. How, yeah. you, how you then go in? But how, how difficult is that then to make things kind of? You still need to move naturally. Yeah, uh, the motion builder. I mean, it's been in the industry for years. It's good at that. It's easy. Yeah. Uh, it's easy to manipulate that. It's easy to blend when you cut uh, tracks in animation tracks. It's easy to blend so that it transitions naturally. Right. It, it moves naturally. Um, so it's that's what motion builder is great at motion editing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you plan for in all of this? Uh, what strikes me is you have mm -hmm. the motion capture, you have the scene in 3D, you can you can do all these things. How do you plan for drama in this? <laughs> no, looking at, at scenes in yeah. the games, you, you see the camera, you see it moving, you have mm -hmm. the mocap. Like, how do you think about the framing, oh, how the camera moves yeah. in relation? Because I'm guessing, do you have, do you just have, I've been thinking way too much about this stuff, but <laughs> if you have a scene, characters moving, mm -hmm. you have to have a, a first like a 360 degree We do, camera, that's what yeah. we get from Motion um, Builder. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... To do that, the framing, like how it looks in the camera, that's when we take it to Maya. Right. Because that's what Maya is good for now. Here we go. <laughs> this is next on the yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so all that, um, the framing, the staging, yeah. and all that, it's done in Maya. Okay. As well as polishing. But so once we are done with the motion editing, meaning timing, um, motion direction changes, uh, we take it to Maya. And then there we work with the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is a bit more involved, involves more keyframing, which is me manual putting keys into the camera so I can move it freely the way I want it. Right. What yeah. do, the keyframe is one of those words you hear mm -hmm. a lot. What is, what is, is a keyframe? It's like, uh, let, let me see if I can explain it <laughs> better. Um, this is where you go easier. to school for three years. <laughs> yeah, so that I don't use like dictionary word. But motion capture data is the data that we get, the frame by frame data right. that we get from the actors moving. But keyframing, you're, you don't have any of that. You start from scratch. You only have the character to move yourself. You're the one moving the arm, set the key, and the next pose move the arm this way, and then you yeah. set the key. That's keyframing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That sounds like, and then it moves, like, blends the animations in between, or? Um, no, you, you manipulate that. You manipulate you that. You key that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. All right. <laughs> then, then, I, then I'm with you. Yeah. Because <laughs> for me, keyframes is like keyframes in, in Flash 20 years ago. Yeah, when, yeah. When it automatically, okay, put a keyframe here, and then it moves automatically. So that's what pops up into oh, that's, my head. Yeah, that is that, keyframe that is, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, I'm not that I'm not that outdated yet. No, soon, uh, but not not yet. So tell us a little bit about Maya because again, that's an industry standard program that you for animation. You hear about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Autodesk Maya. Um, I think still to me, Maya is the most is the best uh, software for high quality animation. Yeah, yeah, for polishing. Uh, it. Like Maya also has the features that Mo uh, Motion Builder has. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's just happened that Motion Builder is more focused in motion editing, so it's more efficient, uh, faster. But Maya uh, 
is still the best at animation. Right. If I want to, so like I mentioned, we are doing the camera work. It's better to do it in Maya, so I get to um, really make the camera the way I want it. I have more freedom because right. I am the one set, setting the keys, moving the camera the way I want. Yeah. And especially when, and once that all, all of that is done, we need to do more polish work, like really micro polish on the brows, eye blinking, mouth corners, fingers. Yeah. yeah. All that is done in Maya so okay. that we can take our cuts into the next level, <laughs> to yeah. polished level. Yeah. How do, how do you work with that? Like just that sounds like the kind of the micro stuff. Micro, yeah. how, how do you work and plan for that? How, mm -hmm. how does that workflow look? So all those micro polishment <laughs> polishing comes at the very end right, when sure. everything has been approved. Yeah. So the story is fine. The camera framing, staging, um, composition, all that's um, approved. The basic, I guess, um, motion happening inside the camera is also good. Then we're safe to say I can work <laughs> 10 days on polishing <laughs> right. all these details. Yeah. So I at, I guess by that point, I know what kind of scene it is. Like it's an emotional one, it's a dramatic yeah. one. So I can focus on, um, I usually go, my first stage of polish is will be on the finger and adding some more like realistic movement to the, let's say if I'm raising my arms and the shoulder start not going up i i do that i move the shoulders up right. so that all this all that movement uh seems believable yeah yeah and more i guess accurate mechanically how we how the humans would do it yeah, yeah. and also to uh, reinforce the feeling of like oh i'm excited when you're raising your arms yeah and once i'm done with the body i move to the face because that's my favorite part <laughs> i love <laughs> Facial polishing, yeah, right. and that's where I really push the emotion that the character is showing in the scene, yeah. and that involves me moving forehead, wrinkles, yeah. eyebrows, um, you know, the eye twitch, um, twitching of the eye, like bottom eyelids. All that takes a long time, but it's so much fun and worth it in yeah. the in the final result. Yeah, yeah, or at least I feel like all that is helping. Yeah, <laughs> that, oh, that sounds super. Like, because you mentioned in the beginning that yeah. you had the emotion of the scene, but mm -hmm. going through that level sounds. Yeah, it sounds a lot of fun. It just also sounds extremely difficult to learn. Uh, it's yeah. I I cannot say I'm a master of it yet, but I try my best to really analyze people's actors, for example, on, on in the film, what like facial features are moving when yeah. they're saying something. Yeah, I really like analyzing that a lot, and I use that in when I'm working. Right. <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually going to come back to that later. Later, the, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the watching him things. Yeah. Um, and then from there, you have this polished, uh, you have the cameras, you have the emotions, you have the Microsoft stuff. Yeah. Then you need to get it into the game. Yes. It, the, if the animation department says, this is good, let's take it into game. Ship and it. Yeah. <laughs> That's when we take it to the next hurdle, <laughs> which is into the engine. <laughs> right. And which I have, I guess, less control over whether yeah. it's going to work or not. Yeah. So we export the data of the animation that we can import into the game. Um, will be sequence editor. We, that's what we use the most is equivalent of the sequencer of other engines. 
So that's where we put our animations in, hook it into the the character that it belongs to. Right. Every so we like let's say I'm exporting um, animation tracks, and I assign that animation track to the character that it belongs to, and all that it's good, it's working. And then it's the time when you need to trigger that cuts in and it doesn't work <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and that's out of my control, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And that's when I have to poke different people like, hey, I think I did my job. Like I did everything right. Right. <laughs> but it's not working. And that's when I have to go people to people and ask like, hey, do you think maybe we need this and that to get it work? And usually, yes, we work together. And make the cuts in trigger. Yeah. 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 It seems like this <clears throat> balance between the animation and the creative work and yeah. the, then the actual technical side. Yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. very technical product. At the uh, yeah. The, uh, the implementation in the engine is when I work with other disciplines the most. Yeah. 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 Because that, that's <clears throat> also one of the things we, we tend to talk about is. Because the fact that the, the game is a puzzle, you have mm -hmm. all these different teams doing all these different things. Right? Yeah. You and we gameplay, we have, we have gameplay animation, with sound, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like yeah. everything needs to come together. Everything, so, yeah. How how does that communication work between you, gameplay, animation, mm -hmm. sound, etc.? Yeah. What is that like? And tech, of course. Yeah. And programming and all of that. Um, for example, I let's say there's a scene where you dive into the water, and we need to see what's the water line. Yeah in the level are we going to have vfx to show you know the bubbles when you dive into the water because yep. it's right on my camera like and um if uh, if the audio is matching <laughs> <laughs> um has the has a script been changed <laughs> during that process <laughs> is it still like is the story still happening this way yeah yeah so that's um, I need to assess all that, and depending on what I need, that's when I go to the that the person in charge of in, of that discipline, yep. and we talk about it. Like, hey, I need like I've done my animation, and now it's in game, but I need this and that. Yep. What do you think we can? How can we work with this? Like, what's the timeline? What's the what's the budget for this? Yep. And if it turns out the budget is not enough, then sometimes it comes back to me. I change the animation so we we don't have to deal with VFX. Right. Yeah. It's it's a it's a cycle of iterations, I guess. Yeah. 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 It's a, the, again <laughs> the iterative process. Of, yeah. Of, hey, yeah. this you made. Let's yeah. change it. Yeah. Oh, you changed it. Great. Yeah. We're changing it again. <laughs> yeah. What's cheaper for you to change it or for me to change this? <laughs> Let's discuss that. <laughs> those discussions. Yeah. I want to sit in on one of those meetings. But then if I'm, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, wow, this is something that I, I'd love to do. Mm -hmm. Like, what? Where can I go from here? From yeah. here now? From here now. Okay. So if you are a passionate animator, um, <laughs> I would say these days there are a lot of online courses that you can solely focus on animating. Right. Yeah, and I will highly recommend that if you know that you're like you're gonna dedicate your life into animating, yeah. So there's a lot of courses out there. Um, very common ones. If you type animation online courses in Google, there's many, 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 and they're all good. Yeah. Uh, they they assign a mentor to you, and they assign a task, and you do your task, and they check up on you every like two weeks or something like that. Right. Yeah, and you get to learn 
like from A to Z about animation. Yeah. Uh, from there, you can decide if you want to take your path to film industry, cartoon film, or VFX animation. VFX animation as in uh, live action films. Right. Yeah. Uh, or you want to go to game and it's fine. You can start, like you can go to any path because in the end, I will say any, every time you move to a company or industry, you're starting from the beginning anyway. Yeah. But if you know the foundations or the basics of animation, then that's all like it takes yeah. for you to start this journey of animation animator. Yeah. Yeah. But but you let's recommend school as well, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To actually go to school. Yeah. Like I or I mean you did. I did because <laughs> I had I didn't know much back then. Also, right. when I was going to college. I know it was only 2011, but at the time, the animation job was not very out there for people to research, I guess. Right. Yeah. But me, <laughs> I know I went, but looking back, I feel like if I knew that I was just going to do animation, I could have not gone to school and just done this um online courses and make a great portfolio because that's right. that's in the end what they're gonna look at a good solid animation portfolio yeah yeah and if you can build one from online courses you can go to school if you want as well if you want to know like beyond animation and you want to have the college life go for it absolutely but um i don't think you absolutely need to go to art school right and learn animation from school, like in a art school, to to be an to become an animator. That's one of those things, I guess. It's so easy to forget sometimes how much resources there are out there. Yeah, it's like yeah. of course you go to school and learn these yeah, things. Yeah, it. I mean, it has pros and cons. Um, of course, me going to school got me to connections when I graduated because there are a lot of recruiters coming into school, and that helped me a lot as well. Uh, but. Life is not one way. <laughs> it has like <laughs> different. Yeah, if true. you're really out there, um, I mean, I I think the first big step is to make a great portfolio. Yeah, yeah, and from there you can start um, being really active at where you want to go and searching companies and reaching out. Yeah, yeah, but if you ask me, do you need to go to art school or college for animation? I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I'm gonna no, say yeah, sense. not necessarily. Yeah, no, yeah. That's a that's a yeah. great tip. Yeah, <laughs> save yourself student loans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Any any other resources I can turn to? Yeah. Um. So I, I think I mentioned this to you, but every animator that I know owns uh, the Illusion of Life book, two books, Illusion of Life and Sur Anima Animator's Survival Kit. Every animator has these books <laughs> in their bookshelf. Yeah. Yeah. And we follow that religiously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really good for learning the basics of and the principles of animation. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think if you don't, if you want to be an animator and if you don't have these books, you need to buy it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and have it in your bookshelf. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have, we'll have uh, links yes, in, yes. in the... Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say doobly-doo, but we'll have, we'll have links available mm -hmm. to these yeah. two books. Yeah. Anywhere else? Uh, yeah. I, I say this like a like spoiler. I actually have a list. 
here. I know, I know what Sue's going to answer. I'm just going through this. Yeah. Now. What else? Yeah. Spontaneously. Yeah. This is Sorry. my like my personal thing that I do, but I know it helped me a lot. Is just I really, really just watch a lot of films, but I watch them twice. Yeah. So first time to genuinely enjoy the film, <laughs> like as a you know as a normal audience, yeah. yeah. And after watching the first time, if I feel like I really liked scenes, some scenes or some dialogue or any composition, in the, you know, of the film, then I watch it twice yeah. to purely just analyze. <laughs> and that can be my first time analyzing or it can be my like I can do it 10 more times. Yeah. <laughs> it might be two, three, four more times, but I watch it many, many times to analyze. And I think it helps a lot. Uh, you what if you really find the scene or a sequence that you liked a lot, um, just watch it over and over and also try to draw it on paper. Yeah. Like make your, um, nine, no, what was it? The aspect ratio, the, <laughs> the 720 HD aspect ratio. Just draw a uh, square, that framing square, and then just draw that composition. Right. Yeah, it really helps a lot. And... And before doing this, I also, we have some links on YouTube. Uh, they teach you, one of them is called In-Depth Cine, and the other one's called Studio Binder. They teach you what it takes to make a great uh, cinematic composition in film, right. uh, which also applies to game animation as well. But um, just go through all those videos because they have different videos. Um, and watch those videos and apply or try to look for those examples in, in the films that you really like right. and try to draw them. And that gives you a good training of making good cinematic compositions in the framing. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I do a lot when I have free time. Yeah. Are you still able to watch it the first time without analyzing? No. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I try. I'm like, I'm really try. Yeah. I'm trying not to see things, but I cannot help. But yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> not I, can, really. I can imagine you sitting there watching. Yeah. And, yeah. If nothing else, like a Pixar movie. Yeah. Uh, now you're more into the realistic uh, side, yeah, but that yeah. must still be, yeah. be hard. Any but, any movie, cartoon, live action, I analyze them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, there maybe. are exceptions where the, re the story is really stunning. Yeah. If, if I'm getting really like into the story then i'll forget about it yeah. then i'm a genuine um i'm genuinely like an uh, audience i'm yep. just watching it but if it's not sometimes i'm just i'm getting distracted with me analyzing right. <laughs> things in every shot yeah but wouldn't that speak high of the animations in that particular movie if even for me it's everything it's i could be analyzing the animation yeah. the movement or the f um the staging of the film right yeah like if this part of the film is trying to create some tension or mystery then they do they do it with the camera yeah. in the staging and i'm like wow that's why i'm feeling like nervous in the scene right yeah so i analyze that later on for my second viewing of the film <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what did they do that made yeah. me feel this way yeah that's another good thing like if you if you felt strongly about um, about a scene, just watch um, the the shots. Yeah, yeah. Like what what in the camera made you feel that way, and it really helps. You can apply that while 
you are working as well yeah. as an animator, as a cinematic animator. Yeah. And now, now we we know also that you you go down and analyze actually down to face twitches I, and stuff like I'm that. Also, so you have uh, a huge <laughs> span of wow, I, I, this <laughs> cinematic movement, and then like, how, yeah, how, how's your reaction? I I don't tell these people um, because it's uncomfortable, but I am analyzing people's face a I, lot. I, <laughs> I'm analyzing you right now. I'm gonna hide behind the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much for yeah. coming. Again, one and a half years in the making. Yeah. And I'm super happy we've done this. <laughs> I am very happy. Yeah, that we finally made it. <laughs> yeah. <that's>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's do it again in uh, less than one and a half years. Yes. <laughs> thank you very much for coming. Thank you through. so much. Thank you. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.